<laughs> when he went country. Yo, just in case you might have caught that last word of country, the Sports Bag Bros <laughs> podcast is back on the scene on a Thursday going into a weekend. Just in case you did hear that little tidbit of country, we were talking about Kid Rock and some things he was talking about Joe Rogan with, but we'll get into that perhaps later. Maybe never. But anyways, let's get on with it. For the record, if you're wondering what I was saying is, Trav says he fucks with, with Kid Rock, and, and that's all fine and dandy. And I said, I stopped fucking with him when he went country, because I don't do country. Oh, that's you know it. what? Th- that's the illest thing, because, you know, being from the Bronx, there's no country music up there. That's craziness. My first job in radio was at a country station. And I didn't know <laughs> it until I talked to someone at my job that I was at, because I finally got that interview. I spoke to her the next day and said, yo, radio station called me up. She says, which one? And I was still new to Jacksonville. So I was like, man, I can't remember the call letters. And then when I told her, she's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. But the look of her face, like, 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 what's going on? She's like, that's a country station. Are you serious? <laughs> I had an interview that Wednesday. This is Monday. I called my wife at lunchtime. I was like, bro, I don't know if I'm going to take this job. The first thing I thought about was my homeboy. What the hell are they going to tell me once they hear that I'm at a country station? But yo, I ended up going in, <clears> got inside there, ended up liking country still to this day. I mean, not all of it, but hell, a whole lot more than I ever thought I would. And that's what got me into sports radio from there because, hey, they said take the job in the industry that you can possibly get and work your way to where you want to go. It was with Clear Channel. It was a clear path. And that's how I got to do sports radio. I know people aren't watching this for for this content, but um, I do like some country songs here and there. You know, the old one, King of the Road. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Willie Nelson had a couple jams, but I mean, overall, <laughs> it has a twang to it. I, I can't, I can't mess with it, bro. Anyway. When I got into it, when when I th- when I got into it, but when I got the job, Boot Scootin' Boogie was the big thing here, man. The Dixie Chicks was out. You know, I've never heard of Boots. Dixie Chicks got a couple good songs. I, I, oh, I admit that. Yeah, I mean, Dixie Chicks was they were the just jet back. They was one, one about killing Earl or something. I remember that. I was like, oh, that's gangster. <laughs> no, what about Garth Brooks, man? He did a freaking free concert mm. in Central Park. It made it as far up as New York. So that's kind of mainstream when it gets to that point. But then there are country people, true country people, <clears throat> George Jones kinds of country people who say that that's not country music anyway, whatever Garth Brooks was doing. But anyway, that's as far as that's going to go, <laughs> as far as this conversation. Let's get back into the sports world, man. So much yeah. going on. Obviously, still, the NFL is gone as a season. The combine is now in, in play. The draft will be in April. We'll be in next month after this leap year day or leap day this today, the 29th. But then we have basketball, all eyes on the NBA. What's going on with the NBA now that we can focus on it 100%? Well, you know, we got to give props to LeBron. They were down 21, I think, to the Clippers, and he went off from three-point range. I think he made six threes. Um, but don't get it twisted. Is he going to do that every night? No, that's not going to happen. So, Laker fans, pump the brakes. Because if you're hoping he does that every night, you're going to be severely disappointed. I'm sorry. It, that he's, that's just not going to happen. That's not who he is. He was never a three-point shooter. Not like that. But tip your hat, that was an awesome performance. They beat the Clippers. Clippers have been rolling. That's a big win. Maybe it leads to bigger and better things, but... Uh, don't I'm just saying, don't expect that type of performance to be consistent as far as the three pointers go, or the fact that he can still take a game at this age and still get the win out of it, even if it's an important game or a game like against the Clippers, a top notch team. Well, the three pointers and, and taking over consistently, uh, if he can take over consistently, then why hasn't he been doing it? Well, I think still with that theme of him being a past first player, I think he's been deferring. I think in a, a subliminal way, even though he's the brand on that team, he's kind of deferred a bit to Anthony Davis because AD's has been healthy for most of the season. So AD's had his big games, a lot more big games than he's t- usually having, probably because he's not injured all the time now. But I think LeBron is kind of getting into Don't that mode where he can't defer to him. Yeah. Well, I mean, last night was just one game. We have to wait and see. Yeah. But I always said you know, and I've said it on this show, uh, game one against the Warriors, I think it was 17. It was the first year KD was there. He, he scored 50, and they ended up losing in overtime. 
But that day he was just determined, head down, going straight to the basket. Nobody could – they couldn't stop him. And I said, if he put in that type of effort every night, he would be the GOAT. But he just doesn't put in that effort every night. You know what? Now at this age, as old as he is, you know, he's been in the NBA more than half his life now. And you look at his average so far this season, over 25 points. That's just nine points off of what he had done last night against the Clippers. I mean, so he's been pretty consistent going by the numbers so far all this season, being a pass first player still, but needing to get down and dirty when he has to and doing it last night against the top team. I mean, that kind of works out. But if we're going to go and and just to be just to be clear, because people may have just heard 50. I said I said effort. Mm -hmm. If you put in that effort, I didn't say if he scored 50 every night, don't be stupid now. No, let's just get yeah the effort. The overall effort, if it gets 50 of his best effort is 50, or if the best effort ends up being or 30. 42 and 16 and 9. What exactly. The effort. Best effort. Now, I, you know, when you get when you've been in the NBA that long and you've taken the beating as long as he's taking the beatings, I mean it's just inevitable. <clears throat> you're probably gonna have those intermittent games that you can kind of take off. And now they have built in rest so you can take those games off, even when it's not your rest day. You just go out there and take it off. But, you know, so far the numbers are still saying that he's looking good and looking better than the majority of NBA players now, adding to the alleged greatness, or is it true greatness? Because, of course, there's still speculation about what's going on with LeBron. At this age, playing the way he's playing, looking at all the greats in the past doing the same thing, but not necessarily doing the same thing. The same thing as playing (laughs) the longevity, but not the production. LeBron's getting the production that no one's ever gotten before and is probably skipping over to other sports as well. Well, we have to talk about it, right? KG, yeah. KG said it on the podcast. Jason Wicklock has a whole hour video about it. Um, KG said, I'm trying to think of the exact quote. He's, he says he's on the Belco. He's on that new juice. And if you watch Jason Whitlock, he, um, he, he lays it out you know, how a case could be built. But, you know, there's no investigations. There's no one coming at him. And according to Whitlock, he says that's because for political reasons, Democrats want the black vote. They don't want to tear down their hero. That may be true. I don't know. But if you look at him, how, how swole he is, he doesn't look like he lost a step. Nope. He almost jumps as high as he used to. Um, you, you, Father Time's undefeated. That, that's all I know. Father Time's undefeated. right now with LeBron. Father Time's undefeated. And of everybody in history, LeBron's the one giving them the best fight. Um, it makes you think. It makes you wonder. Well, you're hearing the offseason. I've heard it said many times that he puts about a million dollars or more into his body. Now, that can be looked at a bunch of different ways. He could be using some of the best things that haven't been made and undetectable, using that as part of that million plus dollars. Chris Paul puts in a million dollars or more as well. We see how often he's continued to break down, but he's also smaller. He's using. He's, he needs to use LeBron's people because Chris Paul's hurt every year. But he's a smaller dude, too. LeBron's a bigger guy that people are not going to challenge too often, especially if he's coming head first. Yeah, like but he, he throws himself into the crowd to, to sell a call. You know, he flops all the time, hits his head on the on the, <laughs> the backboard stanchion or hits the knee in the crowd. Or, you know, I don't see Chris Paul throw himself around like that. Oh, no, nah, no, no way. You know, he just gets injured. But um, but anyway, as far as LeBron goes, you know, you you have to compartmentalize with some of these things that have been said. And what I mean by that is you have to look at it from the people who may have an agenda and then separate it from people who are legitimately unbiased about what they're saying and what they're doing and how they're going about trying to get this information out there. Now, the points that have been made, I can believe those points. I can get on board with those points in terms of the politics. We have a legitimate, legitimately illegitimate media these days they report what they want to report we don't have real journalists the integrity yeah. of a journalist they don't report the news they try to make the news they try to make the news and you're not supposed to as i've said before and i think it probably i might have bitten it off someone else if i can listen to whatever broadcast you're doing and i can decide which side of the aisle you're on then you're not doing your job because i'm not supposed to know that you're either one side or the other That's if you're true. telling us the news and just giving us the way it's supposed to be gotten so yeah and, and right here we have, especially with social media involved, 
You have your faction of people who just LeBron loyalists. Then you have your faction of people who just can't stand LeBron. Which side do you want to listen to? When is someone going to come with that unbiased opinion and also have the evidence to back up what they're saying? Yeah, so Whitlock's video was very interesting because um, there were people in LeBron's camp who were implicated with uh, PEDs. I don't remember if it was Belco, um, but it was someone in his camp. His wife was also involved. And you have Cheo Sonnen saying they had the same trainer, that LeBron got the same stuff that he got, and he was busted, and he, he admitted it. So Whitlock's thing is, um, I think, I don't know if it was the NBA or some, some type of an investigative source. They wanted to know, was LeBron involved? Was he doing PEDs? And the report said his wife was involved, his friend was involved, but LeBron was not involved at all. So Whitlock's argument is, let's say I'm at home. My brother's in the kitchen. My friend's in the kitchen. There's all this McDonald's. But I'm in the living room. And investigators come and say, did you eat any McDonald's? You know damn well I had some McDonald's. <laughs> but I'm not in the kitchen, so I can say, I didn't have no McDonald's. I mean, it's kind of silly, but if you think about it, people around him are involved with it. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, there's typically when there's smoke, there's fire. We've seen it so many times. So this is in an isolated incident with an athlete. We've seen it in the past. We've seen the way the baseball uh, reports with the investigation with PEDs and the list of players, just a litany of players going down the list of just a who's who in baseball, people who've been on the juice and was caught and, you know, were implicated at least. And then you had, you know, in, in football, at least in football, it seems like they're much more aggressive with it because probably it's a collision sport. And a bigger, stronger guy can really do some serious damage. It could change someone's life if he was to hit him. Basketball, though, they've been probably the more lax of the sports when it comes down to testing, whether it's marijuana or marijuana is not as big an issue as it was back then, or anything else. Performance enhancing. And I think in that same video you're, talk video you're talking about, I think there was someone claiming that the basketball players don't need steroids. It doesn't help them. How, how could anyone come to that conclusion? <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and he also referred to an interview Derrick Rose did where he was asked on a scale of 1 to 10, what is the uh, the usage in the league of, of PEDs? And Derrick Rose said 7, which makes you think almost everybody's doing it. Wow. So, man, I wish he could have added some more context, but I, I guess you don't do that when you're part of that kind of fraternity. Saying 7 – because even people that you may know and be cool with, they're going to be put under, under that same umbrella just because you said something like that. So now you open the door for a whole lot of speculation for people who may have been looked at in the periphery in the past. But now you bring them to the forefront and say, OK, now I think he possibly is doing it because now this NBA player says it. But now Kevin Garnett says it. And right. I think he was saying it when Paul Pierce was saying it. Right. I don't know if Paul Pierce said it, but. The way KG said it, like it just kind of came out naturally, not Matter like, of fact. all right, we got something to say, and then he put it out there. No, they were talking about Cabrani score a bucket on LeBron, and KG's like, ain't no way he can score. He, could, he can't score on LeBron. And Paul Pierce was saying, oh, one bucket? Yeah, he can get one bucket. So KG was like, man, LeBron's on that Belco. He's on that new juice. He ain't scoring on LeBron. And that was it, like just normal conversation. Yeah, during that conversation, it was normal conversation. But now after it's been said, after it's been aired, it gives people a chance to kind of look back and relax on it and be like, wait a minute, did he just say that? And now they're on it because yeah. at least Jason Whitlock is on it. And I think right. he's not going to be the only one on it for long. I mean, he but, and Gap are on it. But it's, it's I was going to say, to though, to Whitlock's point, they're not talking about it on first take. They're not talking about it on uh, what is it, the, the show with Malika Anderson and Richard Jefferson and – you know what I'm saying? They're not talking yeah. about it on ESPN. I, I doubt they talk about it on Countdown. We might get something out of Barkley. Who knows? Yeah, years ago, I would have said, you know what? The upper management would have never said anything to them about not bringing it up. But today's media is completely different. It's manipulated by whoever's at the top, and they're taking orders from whoever's at the top of them. And so if they say don't say anything about it, Stephen A., you would think would be someone 
who's the highest paid personality on air personality at ESPN. He's their key basketball guy. You think he would say something about it, even if he's just there to say, no, it, it, it's probably not that way. Or if he's, you know, like, you know, when they was talking to Josh Giddy deal that came when he was going through what he was going through in Oklahoma city, Stephen A didn't get on it as hard. And I remember he got a lot of backlash for it because it was like, Hey, if it was a black guy. You'd have been on top of it. But he started bringing up how litigious it could be if he just went out there without his T's crossed and I's dotted and they can yeah. come back and get him for slander and all that. And so, um, yeah, so I well, mean, speaking right, of slander, no, there's been nothing brought up against Chael Sonnen. You know, you know that's I was gonna say when you was talking about, I was like, you know what, all this time when, has passed and no one said anything. When Floyd was was accusing Manny, Manny he shut that shit down. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you couldn't keep saying that. We're going to court. Floyd shut that shit down. Yeah, and because yeah, there was a real threat there. But right now, I don't know. Are they trying to keep people silent? Because right now on social media, you can't. You know, you look at someone like Marcellus Wiley, who was on ESPN, and he was on a couple of other Fox One, and he can just go over to YouTube and start his channel as he did, and he has a hell of a lot of followers that fast, over 100,000 subscribers in just his small time on. So it's at, we're at an age now to where you can say what you can say on ESPN. If they were to get their panties in a bunch, you can just and get fired. You, you can move on if you're that big. Stephen A is that kind of personality who can move on on his own without the ESPN platform, just like Shannon Sharp has his club Shay Shay is bigger than anything he's done on television. I need to see if Chris Broussard says anything on, on his show. Uh, or what would Nick Wright say? You know, he'll probably tell right. you, <laughs> you, oh, he's a hater, you know, because he couldn't beat LeBron and blah, blah. But he did beat LeBron. That's why LeBron went to Miami. Well, that's the other element you have to look at when you look at the people who are saying this. Do they have an agenda because of what might have happened when they played one another? Or do they have other issues because – you know, these egos get in the way. You know, Paul Pierce, I don't think he's really saying a whole lot. It's really KG on it. But we knew the kind of talking KG was when he was playing. And it seems like it hasn't stopped since. And so when he brings up points, I, I, just, I just don't see him saying it just to say it. Oh, you know, no, I'm not saying that. He's saying it, it would, no, I'm saying it would be so irresponsible. Like, I think he says it from a place of knowledge. Yeah, man, but he had to be thinking if he threw it out there and knew that. You mentioned LeBron's name and you're KG. People are going to listen. Like, you're listening. And now people, now that they've heard this and it's kind of been out there now, I think there's going to be more to it. I don't think this is going to be a dead-end conversation now that it's been said by someone like KG. You mentioned Derrick Rose and he's saying a seven. I mean, the more players you go to who are prominent, they start to say something. And I think, you know what, when will it crash in if it is true? On LeBron because is it he is he he's in the twilight of his career. We don't know exactly it, what it's, it's going not to gonna end. happen while Adam Silver's the commissioner. It, it's not that dude has no balls. He's a player's commissioner, he bends over backwards for them all the time. It nothing's gonna happen. I mean, can you imagine if there's a steroid scandal? LeBron, he just broke Kareem's record last year and be able to hit a serious hit. It, it would be it would I say it'd be scandalous, but it would be worse than scandalous, man. It'd be almost a tragedy. And it would pretty much just shut down the the GOAT conversation between LBJ and MJ. I mean, some people think it's already shut down, but there's too many people out there who thinks it's not. But something like this, and I believe so that people will also, people who are LeBron backers, will find a way to break their necks to tell you that this isn't true. And if it's proven, they'll still tell you how true it's not. Just like kind of like Mike Tyson fans, you can't tell them any damn thing. They just say what they say, and if you don't believe it, you're just a hater. You're the worst thing out there, and all that. You just don't want to see a man thrive. Yeah, but but LBJ man, when you look at all of the numbers and you look at the way he's been playing, I mentioned it about two, three years ago. About I think it was two, well, three years now since we're in 2024, and I was talking about man, this dude is so durable, man. I wasn't even thinking steroids, but I was like, you know what? It's it's out there somewhere. The thought process, but. From what I'm looking at, I don't know if it's steroids. This dude puts in a million dollars plus on his body. He, he's Kobe he's used to, Kobe was a, a workout demon too. And you know, and, but his body broke down. His body broke it, down. It's just it doesn't seem natural, man. I'm sorry, it just doesn't seem natural. Like I said, he probably can still take off from the free throw line and dunk. He, well, he almost did that the other night. <laughs> he went out. Oh, okay, but well, see, I'm saying at 39 years old, yeah, he hasn't I, lost a step. Come on, yep. that, that's just unnatural. 
because that same KG also mentioned a couple of weeks ago, or even a week ago, about how everybody goes into the playoffs or go into a championship game completely injured, 100% of the people. And for dudes to still be able to pull it out like that, man, you got to be a special player to do it. Now, if you're taking a special juice to do it, then that's a different story. It's not just natural ability. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard not to think that. I mean, anyone who says that they can unequivocally say that this is all natural ability, well, you got to be a strong LeBron fan to believe that. You got to use a little bit of sense and you got to look at the people in the past and think about technology, but not just technology and staying healthy, but technology and advancing your ability to do something past your expiration date, I guess, if you look at it that way. And for people thinking that steroids doesn't help a basketball player, any sport or anything you do, sports-wise or otherwise, in which bigger, faster, stronger matters and puts you at the forefront, yo, that's a benefit. And steroids or any other PD is supposed to do that. If you're going to jump higher, if you're going to get even more uh, red blood cells because you're going to have be more oxygenated, that's what I'm talking, uh, talking about. So I mean, um, it's not going to help you be a better shooter. Oh, they're not a better yeah, shooter. But the things he's doing, like when him you go to the basket like he does. Would. Yeah, when you go to the basket like he does and, and you don't lose a step when you're 39 years old, that's that's just not it's just yeah, and, not natural. And then the fatigue factor. I mean, you get more red blood cells from some of these PD, if not most of them, and you're able to get from point A to B without getting as tired as you would have gotten like any other 39-year-old would have gotten. You're still doing it as if you're 30 years old. So that, that's a huge difference, too, in a cardio game like basketball mm -hmm. when they get in these different runs and ebbs and flows. I mean, I, I just want to say, bottom line, I hope he, he hasn't done PDs. It, it just looks like he has. And I feel we, we need to talk about it. Yeah, and I wonder how this is going to end. Is there going to be somebody out here, some kind of whistleblower that people are going to take serious? We know no one's ever going to get taken 100% serious when it comes to LeBron because someone's going to always claim some kind of bias for whether it's true or not. For anyone, I mean, yeah, but weren't there times where he was losing hair and then his hair's growing? I remember that. Part. I was just thinking that, about that last too. week when I was watching that, the that, uh, that's um, not natural game. The things you think about watching games, like yo, bro, nice game. What's up with his hair, man? That joke his is hair, his headband was down here, ago. then it was up here, now it's back here again. Boy, my man, you don't like, even wear a headband. One time before, my man, like he had his hoodie halfway on like this. Now the joint's like that. <laughs> he got his whole joint going on. Yeah, I was just thinking about that when they played Golden State last week, man. Just one of those things that popped up, man. I hope not. It's not. I mean. I respect the hell out of what LeBron has done and being able to follow him as we most of us have since his high school days till right now, seeing everything up and down. Man, I mean, I hope that all this that he's built and became a billionaire off of it is not torn down because of something like this. This would be a huge, this would be a huge sports story yeah. around the world if that were to happen. Or if like, I mean, think think about Reggie, Reggie Bush having his Heisman taken away. What if he's... He's erased from the record books. Yo, bro, now that's crazy. that's crazy because then you have to determine when did it happen. Kind of like A-Rod. When did you start using steroids? As you know, his numbers were great from the very beginning. So exactly when did you start using them? You know, what I mean, did you come in using them? We just didn't know. But you know, it's I don't know. Well, look, when did he meet Conseco? When who met Conseco? Oh when A-Rod met, met Conseco. Oh, shoot, man. They were the same. Well. At least Canseco and Maguire were in the same freaking dugout, man. So I'm yeah. sure the same locker room, they were kind of swapping. <clears throat> one had Andrew, one just had flat out, I don't know, testosterone and embellished. Yeah, but let's move on. I think we spent enough time on yeah. that. Did you see that crazy game winner from the Cavs the other night? No, I had not. Oh, man, he made it from, like, the other side of half court at the buzzer. See, Man, it's crazy! I didn't see no, I didn't see none of that game, but I saw the shot to win it. That was, see, I, that was that was insane, man. Man, all of these things going on, man. I try to pick and choose because so many other things are going on because some of these things are <clears throat> happening in the future. But yeah, man, I missed that part. But yo, all I should be on the NBA right now, anyway. Yeah, what's up with uh Kaylin Clark? She broke the true scoring record last night. I hear the there true score record. There was I don't know who the I don't know the lady's name, but there was someone who had more points than Kelsey Plum. 
but I don't know. I don't know the situation. I I probably should have read about it, but she had like forty some more points than Kelsey Plum. Well, now Caitlin Clark is it's she has the all time record because she passed her up last night. Well, she just declared that she's going to the WNBA draft in 2024. Like that was the worst kept secret ever. Come on, <laughs> I mean, seriously, come on. I mean, I, I'm kind of looking forward to it, man. I, I would actually watch just to see her get taken. You know, she's gonna be number one overall, so you can watch that one play and then turn the television off. So, but they're gonna have a nice storyline behind her. But I didn't know anything about this second person who had more than Plum. And now she's yeah. the two points leader. Why are there two records? I don't uh, know. Is it a division one She's gonna. I don't. I don't know. It might have been like before they started keeping records or something. I don't know. Well, like women's basketball. You know, Deacon, yeah, yeah. You know, like Deacon <laughs> Jones with the sacks. You know, he might have had 150 sacks, but they didn't record them back then. So you know, they don't yeah, know. That's true, man. And even the um the stat line with Will yeah. Chamberlain. You know, there was uh, stats they didn't hold or keep back then that they keep now they kind of go back to those old games and count them up manually and try to put the stats out there for Will Chamberlain. Yeah, because yeah and he was just killing it back then too. But Caitlin Clark, you know, no surprise at all going to the WNBA, going to be the first pick overall and will have haters galore, but I think she'll have a whole lot more fans than haters. Yeah. Um she had four another triple double last night, 40 some. But I saw they were up like 83 to 50 with four minutes left, and she was in the game. I'm like, come on, it's now. women's take basketball, her, man. Take her out the game. You talk uh, about I, high school women's I don't basketball. Know she's, I don't know if she's stat padding now. I, I'm like, take her out the now, game. Is she stat padding, or the coaches let her stay out there, or is it up to her to say, you know what, coach, sit me down? I got the record, sit me down. I don't know. I, she ended up, with, I think, 45. I'm thinking, I think she they were up 30. Up. She's stat padding, bro. Come on. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, I guess <laughs> there's no other way to put it. If she's in a game that's way out of hand, probably was out of hand by the tip-off or five minutes into the game. You know, a lot of these women. She games, scored the first nine points. She was in her bag last night. <laughs> she was shooting from the M. It was probably 50 feet, man. There were at least 45. She was shooting bombs. And I saw her do an interview one time where she says she'll see highlights of herself, and she's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have taken that shot. Like it's so deep, but in, you know, in the flow of the game, she lets him, she lets him fly. That's why she's so much fun to, to watch, man. Exactly. But then the other parts of her game that people don't talk about, at least the people who don't like her, don't talk about, is the the basketball IQ, the spacing, and realizing what she needs to do in the court. Being that field <laughs> general or court general, being able to get the assist that she gets as well, and she gets after her own rebounds. Come on, I mean, it's hard yeah. to get after your own rebounds when you're shooting them from forty three feet out. You got to do some sprint just to get up there. You know what I mean? The, the, the haters are going to hate because that's well, why would they be? Why wouldn't they be haters? They can't find nothing else to do. So I hear Chris Paul's coming back. Um, I, I, that's not going to make the Warriors a contender. But no. with with Clay coming off the bench, if if Paul comes off the bench, that'll make their second team that much more dangerous. I think. Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, as the West is kind of percolating. What's that gonna matter, man? I mean, you still have the teams, and even the Lakers now, if they're making their own move, they might be able to move up from, from 10 to 8. <laughs> well, yeah, they'll, they'll still know be in the, play. the tournament, like Bill Parcells says. I'll keep saying it just get into the tournament. Yeah. You go through your grind in the regular season, get into the tournament. It starts all over again. If you're hot at the right time, this is what happens you have an opportunity. That's it. I but mean, I if, the team, if the T Wolves win, win the West. I mean, I know they have all that talent and they're, it's they're the playing well. Yeah, I think they're more likely to get bounced in the first round than the Nuggets, for sure. Maybe oh, yeah. not OKC, but I, I can see them getting bounced, man, depending yeah, on who all. they play. We were talking about the other day when it, we were talking about teams that look good in the regular season and they seem like they have it all together, but then that experience actually does matter. You have to start your experience somewhere. But sometimes one team has enough experience to really pull it off. And OKC, as well as they've been playing, they could easily lose to a lower-seeded team because right. of the experience. Like right. Golden State could be OKC in the playoffs. Right. Like, I, I think 
I'd have more confidence in the Nuggets and the Clippers to make it out of the first round than than the Wolves and OKC. And OKC, and, and that's true. Depending man. on the matchups, that's how it should but, play out. That's exactly how it should play out. But it's gonna be interesting. Like you know, over the weekend they had some skirmishes. We talked about it on Monday. So guys are amping up their their uh, their effort right now, and <laughs> Yo, bro, that's what you want to see. Look what we're talking about. Today's the last day of February, bro. We have March and April pretty much for dudes to get in line and try to get it done. So, yeah, yeah man, time is getting, you know, getting shorter. And, you what's know, what's up with Jimmy Butler? He was in somebody's video and emo Jimmy showed up. I'm like, dude, come on, man. There, There's a girl at work and she has like the same hairstyle. And I was explaining to her, did you see Jimmy stole your hairstyle? She's like, what? I had to show her the picture. I'm like, trust me, it looks way better on you than it does on me. <laughs> What's up with this dude, man? I don't know. He, he doesn't look know. like, he never came across as someone who looked for attention. But the, the things he's done over the past several months look like, hey, you know, attention's at his doorstep, man. He wants it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to dog nobody for, you know, getting out there, being in music videos and, and all that. But, yo, leave the emo hair at home, bro. But d- doing videos during the season, though? It wasn't, the, wasn't, it wasn't the Super Bowl shuffle. I think he just made a cameo. Well, the Super Bowl shuffle, though, man. <laughs> the way that team played, man, we already knew the outcome. They were just telling us. <laughs> that was happening. They were just giving us the heads up. Like, yo, we know what's going to happen. I'm just saying, it's not like, he, not like he recorded a rap album during the season and he got his video. He made a cameo. Yeah, and, you know, I'm thinking a little bit like Lennox Lewis when he did that Ocean's Eleven, I think it was, and then went and played Ford Hasim Rockman and got lit up in the first fight they had. You know, you got to take this yeah. stuff serious, man. You got to take your business serious while you're in it. And if you're in basketball, man, you have all of those games to play. You need to be available for all – even if you're suspended, you still should have your focus, man, on your team and your business at hand if you want to be a playoff team and eventually a champion so you claim you go into every season wanting to do. But, yeah – Basketball is certainly here right now and playing hard and college basketball, March freaking madness. Next month, bro, it's, we're going to have a champion yeah, by April. Weeks. Bro, and, but, and right now, still, it just doesn't seem the same to me. Man, I've been trying to jump on board with this, and you see some teams losing. You're like, man, this team lost, but then you're not really surprised anymore because, as I've said so many times, this season in particular, there aren't that many great teams out. There aren't any great teams. And I think there aren't really any great players because they're not all going to college these days. They're going to entities like particularly uh, overtime elite, places like that, or even overseas to play professional ball and get their experience that way. College basketball, man, I wonder how this is going to be the first season in a long time, I think, where you're just going to have a bunch of just teams. I don't think there's an odds-on favorite. Whoever gets the number one seed overall, so what? It's not chalk anymore. And then Jim Nance is not there. Come on now. We have Iron Eagle, though. But still, I mean, what are we going to do? When you think about Zach Eady being probably the top guy for player of the year. Bruh, you know you he know. has no hope to be in the NBA. None. That says a lot about the college game. Unbelievable, wow. man. It, but he's, he's, only, he's only getting talked about. He's only able to do what he can do because he's 7'4". He's just bigger than everybody else. That's it. And you know, and he's he's skilled. He has decent footwork. Slow. He's just not athletic. Um, and he has no hope in the NBA. He, he he's not a shooter, so you can't even put him out at the three point line to stand out there like Brooke Lopez. So I, I don't think he has any chance in the NBA. Now let's just say, <clears throat> how about what people thought of Joker before he came into the league? A second-round draft pick for a reason because no one thought he had the athleticism. It was said, and pretty much they highlighted it every chance they talked about him. His athleticism just isn't there. Yeah, he has a solid IQ, but then he becomes the best and greatest value pick of all time in NBA history. To be honest, I, I didn't know anything about Joker. Oh, neither did I. Coming into I the NBA, so I can't, I can't say what his game is like. But Zach Eady, he don't have no handles. He doesn't have a soft touch. He's not shooting from the outside. Hey, he, there's no Jokic coming from Purdue. <laughs> we see too okay. much of him. No. And the reason why last year, well, he came back this year because last year he didn't get any one saying right. that he should come into the league. Let me give it another year. Or 
let's just use his eligibility to get a degree because I don't think the NBA is going to be in his future. Hey, Taco Fall, in my opinion, was just as good or a better player than him, and he can't stick in the NBA. Mm, I, I think Edie's better. Better than Taco uh, Fall? Yeah, he can do things offensively. Well, Taco Fall had every bit but, of a two-inch vertical, uh, getting rebounds. He, uh, almost up there. <laughs> yeah, when UCF played them. But he's over in China now. The last time I heard, at least, he was doing his thing over there. You know what? Find your little niche. Make some money. China's not afraid to pay people. You know, Steph Marbury's still the king out there with Yao Ming. So, yo, they're just looking for players, man. They don't they, they don't care. You know, if you're nice, you're nice. Uh, to them, if you're nice, you're nice. They'll bring you over. Yeah, but I, I got to admit, man, I'm disappointed. I thought we'd be talking about Justin Fields getting traded by now. You know what? The combine is here. You get a lot of people negotiating when they're at the combine. You know, I think that's one of those not little kept secrets. I just think it's one of those things that people don't talk as much about because they're caught up in the hoopla of the combine. They don't think about all of these major guys who are at the combine mm -hmm. that can have these conversations and be able to make these trades. You know, free agency starts next month and all of these things, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. You know, Russell Wilson won't be playing for Denver, even though he's crying and claiming he wants to stay there. No, he wants that money that's coming with that man. They try to get rid of that money, and rebuild this team. There was Sean Payton, so yeah. So, I mean, Kirk I Cousins is a free agent. Yeah, and that's true too. And see, I think even though he's coming off an injury and he's an older quarterback, I think that's they can still sign him. It's just a matter of what he's willing to take. You don't go long term with a guy like that coming off an injury and being old. And, mm -hmm. and he was pretty consistent. They just weren't winning this year, this past season. Yeah, so I saw a report yesterday. It said that the Steelers offered the Bears uh, the number 51 and the number 112 or something. I'm like, man, get out of here. That, that's not oh, Justin Fields? Yeah. Bro, uh, man, they yeah. low ball in there, I man. I think the problem is the Steelers made the playoffs, so their second round is in the bottom half of the second round. And that's true. You know, unless, unless they do like 51 and 80, you know, that makes more sense to me. I take a second and a third, but a second and a fourth, I don't know. I don't think that's enough. But I wonder if they're the ones who are starting the market or giving you that precursor of where Justin Fields may fall when it comes down to which round these players are going to come from. Is, right. I, is someone Maybe that's why he didn't get traded. I don't think so. That's probably why he didn't get traded. Bears didn't like the offer. Yeah, apparently not. And the Steelers have their own quarterback issues right now, even though Kenny Pickett is still on their team. But – I, I, you know, damn, maybe them saying something like that or coming out like that kind of sets the market a little bit so other teams can look at it. Okay, they didn't take that. Maybe we'll move it up to probably, you know, a second rounder, you know, and then see where it goes from there. I don't think someone's going to give up their first <clears throat> top 10 pick or top 15 pick for him. I, I thought it was or interesting, though. Dan Orlovsky says he's been breaking down the tape, and he says Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback out of the three. And I, I've been saying that since during the season. I don't disagree, man. I do not disagree with that. The only thing I have with him is that he's a little bit on the shorter side compared to these hoopla guys, especially when it comes to Caleb Williams. You know, Drake May, I think he has Patriot written all over him, man. He, I, well, the Patriots we Probably. used to see. You know, the, the I think he's, you know, the Patriots we were used to when Bill Belichick was there. Maybe it's a different philosophy now when they're looking at a quarterback. Drew Blesso couldn't run like Drake May, though. No, no, no. Drew Blesso. Yeah, <laughs> Blesso was a runner from anybody. <laughs> that guy was just a statue. But what? when you listen to or Orlovsky talk about him, it made sense. He says, when you watch Caleb Williams, he's throwing to a lot of open receivers. Guys are wide, wide open. open. Jaden Daniels, he says, of all the tape he's seen, he's the most accurate. When guys are covered, he puts the ball where it needs to be. And that's what I want. You know, Mitch Trubisky, he could not throw wide receivers open. Justin Fields, for the most part, has not thrown wide receivers open. And that's what you got to do in the, in the NFL. And if Jaden Daniels can do it, that's my guy. And I've been saying that's the guy I want. So, and now, and I think that, you know what, and depends. He's not throwing at the combine. So I think he will wait until his yeah, pro day. And you know, yeah, Caleb isn't throwing. He's not throwing at the combine. I don't know what Drake May's doing yet. You know, but I think Michael Penix, he probably needs to throw at the combine because I think he comes in with the most questions, you know, not really doing anything, but just for one season, even though it was a national championship appearance against, uh, man, I almost forget him against Michigan, Michigan. playing a national championship game, but and didn't look good there. So he, I think he really 
helps himself doing something at the combine and then having a pro day. I mean, players do that pretty often. They'll go to the combine, do well, but they want to be around, around familiar surroundings and they go back to their campus and participate in the pro day and they look even better. You know what I mean? It really helps their stock. But yeah, as far as Daniels goes, you know what? I typically, with what you just said in terms of throwing to wide open receivers like Caleb Williams did, playing in the Pac-12, and then going to the SEC, which is typically the best conference. I don't think last year it was, but generally speaking, and getting into those short, those smaller windows, yeah, I'll take Daniels every time when it comes down to that when, against any of those guys, including Drake May, who had a lot of uh, – I was really looking forward to him to do a lot more than he had done going into this season, you know, taking over for Sam Howell. But he still did well, but he had the measurables and the upside, in my opinion, is the reason why he's even talked about as early in the first round. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see what what the Bears do, uh, trading fields, if they trade down. Uh, I, I hope they trade down to two, take Daniels at two. Uh, maybe trade trade the one to the Patriots, and the Patriots can take who they want. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's Caleb Williams and not Daniels. But, well, no, they'd be at three then. But anyway, I don't know. Whoops. A lot of stuff to still shake out. Well, what happens with Marvin Harrison Jr. all of a sudden? You know, the Bears aren't going to take him at number one overall. I don't think they would if they kept the pick. I don't think they take him at number one overall because they still need that quarterback. And I don't think they're sold, and we don't think they're sold on Justin Fields. And if the Bears trade the pick, I don't think Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to another team, no matter who it is, as a number one pick, wide receiver. Yeah, I heard somebody on TV saying – you know, Justin didn't start out the, the season strong, but when he came back, man, that they, they were a better team and blah, blah, blah. That shit happened last year, man. That's why we were excited coming into this year. Don't let that shit fool you. And look at the games he played. He was trash against Cleveland. They only scored a touchdown because the dude muffed the punt and they got the ball in the red zone. Otherwise, they did not move the ball at all on Cleveland. They played a good defense. Their offense was trash. Dude, don't be fooled, man. And I don't care if you're you're a D-I-C-K writer for Justin Fields. Put your emotions out of it. Look at the entire season. He's had trash he was. Look at who he played well against and who he didn't play well against. When we needed him to play well, he really didn't. Yep, and when we need him at the end of the games, turnovers. Those three years is typically what they give a quarterback to – identify himself as either a starter, a strong starter, maybe a franchise quarterback, or we might need to move on. He's at that point now where they may have to move on. I think there's been a lot of talk. I don't think it's gamesmanship. I think they're really looking to try to get the best deal for him. Is it going to happen before the combine, during the combine? Well, we'll probably get to see it. If they do not give up this pick, chances are he's getting traded on draft day. They're just going to try to load up with those picks and probably you know, help build that team. You know, that's how it yeah. may play out if they don't trade him. It's unfortunate for Justin, as far as his time in Chicago, that the Panthers were as bad as they were. Because if if the Panthers have, like, the number seven pick, or they were better than the Bears and they had the 11th pick, so the Bears' first pick is the ninth pick, I don't think they're going quarterback. It's just, just we're riding with Justin. We're going to get as much talent around him as we can. But when you have the number one quarterback, I'm – draft pick two years in a row how can you justify passing up on cj stroud um caleb williams Jaden daniels drake may I, for some reason i can't read the guy i can't think of the guy the kid who oh, went number one last year no number one last year who the oh bryce young. yeah bryce young you know he still he only had one season it was terrible but he still well, he has a, a terrible to, team that gave away his weapon. Yeah, he has a chance to develop and improve. Can you really justify passing on those guys? No, nope, not at all. I, mean, I don't think Fields has played uh, well enough to justify passing on those guys. You know, it's not like we're talking Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Yeah, right. we're not even talking Kirk Cousins or Jordan Love. These are solid quarter. This is a solid quarterback class on paper. I still, I'm still not sold on Caleb Williams after watching him throughout his entire college career. And forget the rhetoric about where he wants to play, where he doesn't want to play. I mean, even watching him against Colorado, man, there wasn't anything really special that stood out with that game. 
You know, I thought you, you know, you beat a team you're supposed to have beaten, you know, and you got a chance to get into a shootout because they were ended up scoring on your defense that often. So you got a chance to go against their terrible defense as often as you did, padded your stats and kind of moved on. But USC was supposed to have been so much of a better team this year than the previous year because of him. And they kind of hit the wall, and that was that. And he's had those games in the process while doing that. You know what I mean? But, you know, he has ability. But number one pick overall, I just don't know, man. It doesn't have to be a quarterback. I mean, it could be Marvin Harrison Jr., but I'm just saying it doesn't always have to be a quarterback. But because Caleb's the guy they're pushing out there, you've watched video, other people's watched videos, why is it not going to be Jaden Daniels? So we don't know that yet, though, either. That's a good question, right? We we don't know that for sure. Yeah. But it's not like Ryan Poles is, is in 100% behind Justin Fields. You know, they asked him. He's like, he's open. We got to do our due diligence, and we got to see what, what happens with these guys. And if we get good offers, like, he's telling you, man, I that's not my guy. <laughs> Well, this time of year is when they start saying that. And when you have the number one pick overall, you have all the leverage. You can say what the hell you want. You know what I mean? Because all roads go through you if you're going to either keep that pick or if you're going to trade that pick. Now, once you trade that pick, it's all over. You can kind of just show your hand and get rid of who you're going to get rid of. And people can kind of have an idea of who you're going to take. But when you keep that number one pick, there has to be some magic behind it, man. If they don't get rid of Justin Fields at all, it's going to be a – I would think it would be a draft day deal if they did get rid of him. It has to be we took either Caleb Williams or someone else, and then Justin Fields has been traded just because of that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's teams out there like the Raiders. Maybe they can come up with a package. Yeah, because Garoppolo uh, is one. But then that, that, would, that would force the Bears to stick with Justin and, and build around him. They're at 13. But – I, I doubt they want Bears. Well, you're a Bears fan. I don't think you want to sit around waiting around for them to build around him because it's supposed to be kind of sort of built and he's done nothing with it. Exactly. You know, during the, the offseason last year, we're like, yeah, we got DJ Moore now. Komet should be better. Yeah, Justin showed improvements. Yeah, we, we should be better. And they came out, they were absolute trash, man. Yeah, that trash. Green Bay in the beginning was pretty damn bad. Yeah, they were bad. Got beat down by the Packers. They lost to the Broncos, who had given up 70 points. 70 points, bro. God. Trash. Was that, was that the game they blew the lead in? Yeah. Yeah. Man, come on. I saw the, the, the beginning of the score. I'm like, bro, come on. They want to get it. And then they just went after the other. Went after mm-hmm. the other. Like, no way. <laughs> I mean, and Eberflus's blunders led to also contributed to that loss. I don't know. He has a job. And when you think about the whole thing, the Bears are—they've already screwed it up. They kept the coach. They got a—they got a new offensive coordinator. No matter which quarterback they draft, whether it's Williams, May, or Daniels, if they win five games next year, Eberflus is gone. Oh, he has to be. He's gone. But then you start you, over. You—you you think Poe's going to say tell the new head coach? Well, Shane Waldron, he's your offensive coordinator. We're going to keep him. Anybody telling them you're going to say, man, screw you. I'm not accepting the job then. So, Typically when a head coach comes in, you let yeah, him bring he brings his people. He brings so now people. whoever the quarterback is, he's going to be learning a new offense in the second season. Same thing they did to Justin. Same thing they did to Mitch Grossman. Man. Oh, well. And that's not that's not a mistake. I call him Mitch Grossman. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? When you said Mitch Grossman, I started thinking about Rex Grossman. Like, where the hell did this come from? <laughs> I guess everybody's gross in this business, man. But yo, sometimes I say Rex, Rex Trubisky, and same difference. You know what? Yeah, you're getting the same kind of guy. Hey, speaking <laughs> of just bad teams and things that had happened, especially <clears> the quarterback <throat> spot. I mean, Zach Wilson has been given permission to look for yeah, a trade. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> Another poorly kept secret. Calling Chicago. Hey, I hear you guys need a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Take him. You need a taste of that medicine, too. Oh. Man. But how about Miko Hardman? Hey, you don't play the button. The, you don't have the button available now? Who? The button. The button. For Zach Wilson. Oh, <laughs> 
Oh no, I have the button. I haven't used it on him so long. I, I know, that's what I'm saying. Yo, bro, we can just pass it along for whatever team he goes to. They can take he comes with him, his contract, and the button. Forget about it. Back it up and just beat it up, bro. Boy, it's like baseball beep, changing life for some beep, tape balls. Beep, beep. Yeah, but Miko Hardeman for the Kansas City <laughs> touchdown, talking about the Jets, saying how pretty much the things were in disarray that they had no direction as a coaching staff. Pretty much said that everything was so relying on what Aaron Rodgers had done. And once he was gone, it was like, you know what? Everybody's doing their own thing. And there may be some truth to it. He said it was completely unorganized. You know, and he, he why would you have given the playbook or something to another team? <laughs> what difference does it make? You put your playbook, you have freaking Zach Wilson, you don't need his playbook. <laughs> but, but anyway, he, he, played, he played well at times, though. Who, Zach Wilson? Yeah. I remember he, he led a comeback. About two games. He led a couple comebacks. I'm thinking about two games because it was a long season, was man. He had some good moments. Yeah, good moments, man. The coin toss and the last whistle. <laughs> get the hell out of that win. And then a punt return, return because he can't. Oh, the Chiefs right. cut MVS. Did you see that? Yeah, because they're saving him. I think they're saving eight million dollars for him. You know, with, with him gone. Who they gonna bring in? Their wide receivers are already trash. They're already trash, but maybe they're looking toward this wide receiver class we have coming in the draft. Of course, you don't want to have to rely on a freaking rookie. But the way rookies have been coming in in the past five years, some of them have been standing up and standing on their own and doing well. And all you really need is the X factor, which is Patrick Mahomes. And if you're a receiver that knows how to run your routes and get off the damn line with a defensive back in front of you, which is much easier said than done, you know, all you need is Patrick Mahomes to get the ball to you. It'll be there. So I can see that scenario work out for them. But, yeah, man, it's just that Kansas City just has that team right now. And as long as Andy Reid and Mahomes are together, it's going to be hard to break that offense, man. You know, the defense, may, uh, the offense may have some of their problems, but now you do have Rice playing well as a wide receiver. You just need another guy now who's going to prove to be reliable and through free agency or through the draft. And this draft has some pretty solid wide receivers coming out. But, yeah, how about Tariq Hill back in the news he supposedly broke the leg of a plus-size IG model. What the hell is he doing these days? She's suing him. And bringing up all his, all his past mishaps. They were in, he has, I think he has, he has a camp. And he was at a, had a tackling drill going on. And she's a plus-size chick. He went up against her, and she allegedly handled him. And people were laughing at him. You know I, mean? I think he did it like two or three times, and people were laughing at him. So then he came full force in the last time, and his knocked it down and broke a leg and she's like wow. yeah and i heard this crap i'm like tyreek hill he just can't help himself there's always a woman in the middle of him getting upset and the woman <laughs> always ends up hurt bro this dude is a woman abuser it's there's no way around it and it was before this it's just that he's given too much leeway and the nfl is not doing enough to prevent him from doing what he's doing this is not even a soapbox stance this is just is not supposed to happen in society is there a video of it? Oh, you know, I haven't seen the video. If there is, they just talked. I heard, from when I heard his family and his friends who were there watching it, they start laughing because she handled him a little bit. You know what I mean? She's like 250 pounds or whatever she is. I don't he know. Was, he was like, Tommy and Goodfellas. <laughs> little dude, right? Got that Napoleon yeah. punk out there. yourself, Tommy. Whoa. You gonna let him talk to you like that? Talk <laughs> like that. You know, shoot my man. <laughs> Man, you got a pretty bad tip of Swiss cheese. Come on. <clears throat> yeah, but Tyreek Hill back in the news over that nonsense. And of That's course, crazy. yeah, right? Just unbelievable, man. I don't know how this guy stays in the NFL. I mean, come on, Roger Goodell. Come on, do something about this dude. He's a menace, and it's true. And once again, it's not even a soapbox stance. This is the same crap you would have got in trouble for you know, if you weren't a football player. I mean, even worse trouble. But anyways, Saquon Barkley seems like the destination he's interested in and they're interested in him seems to be the Houston Texans. That's a running back. If he can stay healthy, that can certainly help with CJ Stroud. He does yeah, have that game breaking ability out of the backfield and just catching. That'd be a good, good pickup. Good pickup. You know, he said he never wanted to leave the Giants, but come on, man. Once they committed to Daniel Jones, you know how your career is going to be. So you might as well leave <laughs> injured and see what happens. <clears throat> But yeah, man, that's that's a pretty good thing right there for um if he ends up down in, man. That's good. The defense is gonna come along and with uh Houston Texans. I'll I'm interested in seeing what's gonna happen in the second year. 
CJ Stroud it almost seems yeah. like he can only take a step back. It almost seems that way. It's kind of like Trevor Lawrence. He can only take a step backwards. Yeah, we talked about on Monday um, where I brought it up where my coworker says, don't be a fan of teams, be a fan of players. Yeah. CJ Stroud is one of those guys, man. He, he was fun to watch last year, and I'm rooting for him. You know, I'm always going to be a Bears fan. Yeah. But I, I want to see him continue to, to develop and get better. Oh, absolutely, man. And I get a chance to see him twice a year, at least, you know, between the Jacksonville rivalry, either here or out there in Houston, get a chance to see him, man. It's always nice. To, those are the guys that keep that NFL interesting. Even with Justin Herbert out there and, and with the Chargers, same thing. You know, who, no one's over here's a Chargers fan. I don't yeah, think he, now. he has Harbaugh now, so it should be better, but they still have that defense they have to get together. But Harbaugh is known for his offense. We saw what he was able to do with Cap. Not to say Cap didn't have any talent, but, the, you know, Cap had a hell of a lot of talent when he was at his best. But Justin Herbert, in terms of that arm talent, and he can move. I mean, who can move? He, he doesn't, just doesn't have to. But, uh, yeah, I think Harbaugh is going to be a hell of an addition for that team and for him to reach his full potential. But, man, I'm just thinking that C.J. Stroud, man, to be able to see this guy grow, it's like the Barry Sanders syndrome, man. You, you're you not a Detroit Lions fan, man, but wherever you are, you're looking for his stats, you're looking for him and seeing you know, highlights on him every now and then or, all the time he has them. Yeah, so the NFL, man, we're going to have this free agency coming up, so te- players are going to switch teams. I don't know who the huge name is. I don't even know if Saquon Barkley is a huge name because he hasn't really done much with the Giants because of injury. That's true, but um, I'm sure the Texans probably will have some interest in him because uh, a young quarterback's best friend is a run game oh, and absolutely. a tight end, man. So... And um, and the Patriots picking at number three. I saw that the Patriots picking number three. They want to take a quarterback, so that's like obvious. They want to take a quarterback and bring in a veteran. So I guess Bailey Zappé is somebody that I can really invest in for the long term. He'll just be on the roster, and if he happens to surprise people along the way, I guess he'll just have to do it in his second season. But it's going to be hard to do that when there's a third pick overall at the quarterback spot, getting all the attention. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. They they got three out there. They're gonna get one unless they move up. I mean, they're gonna get one regardless. Yep. But they'll they'll have a better shot of getting the guy they want if they move up. I'm, you know what? Hey, I can see them getting Daniels, man. I mean, if Daniels not gonna go number one, I can see him going to number three. But the, so obviously, it looks like if Marvin Harrison may not be in the top three picks. If you're talking about the Patriots, definitely need a quarterback. And then you look at the Bears if they keep the pick. I don't think anyone's going to trade the pick. Well, let me tra- rephrase that. I think that someone would trade with the Bears, that number one pick, if they're going after a quarterback. I don't think they move that far up to get a wide receiver. That's true. So I don't think that's going to happen. If somebody wants Caleb Williams, they'll move up for Caleb. Exactly. Or if they surprise people, just get Daniels. I know it's not going to be Drake May. I still think he's reserved for the Patriots. But, hey, you know, but it's just crazy how at one second, you th- one second you're thinking that, uh, Harrison could be the number one overall. Now he might be out of the top three just because of the way things turned out. You know, yeah, if you don't need that receiver. Well, I mean, you could. Yeah, it's also based on the, on the teams at the top too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, if Carolina didn't give the Bears their first round pick and they had the number one pick again, would they be looking at Caleb Williams having Bryce Young already? Or, or would you look at? What would Kansas City have to give up to move to number one to get a wide receiver? They're the only ones I think that can pull something like that off. If you did something like that there, or even the Philadelphia Eagles did something like that, just bring in a wide receiver that you know was a generational wide receiver. I mean, you'll have to give up a boatload of whatever you're giving up to do it. Yeah. But the Kansas City, the way their team is built now, the way things have been going the past five, six years, they're going to always have that late first round pick anyway. Now, if we're talking the Bears, like the further down – Teams are the more they're gonna have to give up. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna have to give up a lot. Because the Bears don't have a shot at a, at a, one of the top quarterbacks. Nah. Yeah, because um, because yeah, I'm just saying that the reason I was looking at the scenarios in which Marvin Harrison may get a chance to be the number one pick overall, a team like Kansas City would have to throw a whole shitload or whatever together in order to get him. I don't know other teams out there that would be willing to move up that far, or teams that might be in the middle, the 15th or 14th team would want to move up to get a wide receiver yeah. because they already I, have a pretty stable quarterback. I could see the Chiefs 
this this seems more plausible to me for the Chiefs to move up to like number five and take neighbors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right there, your neighbors. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna go that early anyways. Is he and Marvin Harrison just between those two right now? I mean, there's other receivers out there, but in terms of marquee names, he'd be willing to make a trade in the first round, early first round four. Those are the only two guys I can see right now that would be, you know, that kind of player. But anyways, that'll be it, I guess. Now, right, we, no, I forgot something on Monday. We got to talk about it today. What's the deal? The No Bull Tour. Oh, all right, yeah, <laughs> the Rolling Stones are back. <laughs> so. If you haven't heard, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, and Luke Longley are going on their no bull tour to tell the truth about the last dance. First, Scottie Pippen had his own episode during the last dance and was featured throughout. If he didn't like what he said, he needs to look in the mirror and and call himself a dumbass for saying the things he he said. He read a script. He's (laughs) the one... Who own who who didn't uh, walk back or reject or or regret sitting out the one point eight seconds against the Knicks? Yep, he doubled down, and if he came out looking bad, it's because he doubled down. Nobody told him he had to say that. No one told him he shouldn't apologize or whatever. That that's his own fault. He he made himself look bad. Number two, Horace Grant. <coughs> He was on the Magic, or I don't even know who he was with in 98. He was no longer with the Bulls. So how does he have any knowledge other than what people might be telling him about the last dance? He wasn't there. So why should we pay attention to what he has to say regarding the last dance? Because that's what they're saying. They're going to set the record straight about the last dance. Horace isn't saying, I'm going to talk about the first three, Pete. They're saying the last dance. So. Why should we listen to you, Horace? You weren't there. And Luke Longley, bro, you should just be happy you went along for the ride, man. (laughs) Who cares what you got to say, bro? Fuck (laughs) out of here, man. You just should be glad you you went along for the ride. That's that's crazy how all these dudes are coming out like the Rolling Stones, man, all these years later. How much time did they have between the time it was finally done and right now for them to say, they're part of the story. And by the way, I know we don't know exactly what their part of the story is, but what can you what would you believe is the premise of their part of the story? He's a liar or what? <laughs> what is it gonna I be? I don't know. I don't know because is it gonna be are they attacking things Jordan said, things Phil Jackson said, things Jerry Reinsdorf said? Because you can't attack the video, you can't attack. You can't attack the games. We know what happened in those games. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. They could tell you about some locker rooms or whatever goings on and whatnot. Okay. I mean, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think about it. I can't say it's counterproductive because it's all done. You know what I mean? Nothing's going to change regardless of what these guys say. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't it's think it's going to change anyone's minds either. I think it's pretty silly, man. I already already laid out why why I think it's hilarious. Well, someone's getting money. That's the good part about it. I guess all three of them are going to get some money. I guess that's ultimately what they wanted to do. Ultimately, that's what's going to happen because it's not going to change anyone's mind regardless of what they're saying. It's going to be entertainment value. It might be even anticlimactic because what more can be said? I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know what they can say. I mean, obviously, I wasn't there with them. But again, Horace wasn't even there. He wasn't there either, though. He, <laughs> he was there. Horace was. <laughs> Neither one. Hey, Scotty, so what happened? What did you say happened? Oh, yeah. So, like Scotty told me. <laughs> and we know how that story goes. By the time the third person heard about it, man, something completely different. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know, man. We live in a crazy world, man. That's all. Yo, you just and found the last out. dance was what, like four years ago? Yeah. Come on. Three years ago, it was during COVID. And they're just coming out now. I know Scotty has had had did some interviews. He didn't like he didn't like how he was portrayed. Did he make a book also? Did but did book? you did you like what you said about yourself, dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> well. Wasn't always the brightest. Just played defense. <laughs> what the hell? Just say it. 
<clears throat> All right, so we'll shut it down now because, well, we're going to another weekend of sports. Damn, we went an hour again. Yeah, over an hour for that matter. Yeah. But you're going to have by next Monday, we will have the results from the combine. So 40-yard dashes would have been run. So I guess they're expecting some records to go down. John Ross's record allegedly supposed to go down, which I doubt. I don't think I see any two or four two guys getting Speaking down. Speaking of 40 times, I saw a headline that Brady – Ran a 40 and he beat his combine time. How the right hell? Now? Yeah. I just saw the headline. Maybe he didn't you know, take it serious the first time. I see it. I see a lot of headlines that I don't even click on. I probably shouldn't mention them, but that sounds ludicrous to me. Yeah, that's I remember Daryl Green in his 40s was still running 4-3. <laughs> Man, so I mean he wasn't no, even he playing. Was, he wasn't beating his 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 oh no, he wasn't beating his prime days, man. His prime yeah. days, he was on another planet, man. You know, running down everybody else. We already know what his speed was about. Coming from Texas, A and I, man, crazy school, same school with Johnny Bailey. But anyways, we'll just call it on Monday because those forty times should be in those bench presses and all those other things, and maybe even some of these wonder licks or whatever they call the S two score, whatever they're coming up with these days. That show yeah, yeah we'll, we'll tell you if the planets exist and if there's outer space. <laughs> hey, don't go to the planetarium. <laughs> we'll bring it to you. <laughs> That's it. So Monday, we'll check you out. I'm Trav. He's biased in the sports back, bros. We'll be signing off, catching you on Monday. Deuces.